Okay, go on with that. Um, Cause I, I want to say I want to say the living with our parents stuff for the end. Um, is having options a detriment to growth? Now, we can definitely talk about this in terms of relationships, but I think what well, the context of this story comes from. It comes from sports. I was thinking about Kyler Murray. You know, story came out of saying, you know, basically, Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals are beefing right now because basically, Kyler Murray, the way that I see it, Kyler Murray wants to get paid. And the Arizona Cardinals are like, mm, you're not really a leader. You're not really, you don't really work hard. And, you know, you don't really work hard enough. You're not the first guy in, last guy out. So we need to see a little bit more. And you you suck in the playoffs right now. So we need to see a little bit more. And I think part of the reason, and and it's, you know, and we can expand it out not just to, to him personally, but to a lot of athletes that now that player movement is a thing, and if I don't like it here, I can always go somewhere else. I think that ends up being a detriment to one's own growth. Because if you're always chasing for the easy way out, you never go through anything. And then you don't ever stay there enough to say, okay, this is, I hit my ceiling here, so I'm going to go get better and come back here. And we got the same guys, and we're just going to grow together because we're in this chamber, and the only way to go is to go up. We can't get out. And, you know, again, we, we can we can get out of the sports world and just say, if you've always had options, you don't have to grow. Like, we can talk about, you know, the girl who is extremely, extremely attractive. She never has to grow her personality because she's always going to have options for mates. Right? Or, or, you know, the person who's always been smart in school right, Harvard graduate or whatever, who always has job offers, Mm. right? So you never get a chance to grow those intangible skills because the moment you don't like something, you can go get a job that pays the same or even higher somewhere else. Right. So having options makes it easier for you to quit. And quit is the the opposite of growth, Mm -hmm. in my view. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I I do think it stunts your growth because you then you no longer have to endure mm-hmm. where you know whatever situation you you're in. Now I would I would contend that enduring is not always the best thing for you, right? We could talk about LeBron. Nah, bro, I gotta I gotta go back to Cleveland because mm-hmm. down here in Miami. Right, or, you know, going to Miami mm-hmm. or leaving Cleveland the second time. Right, even right now, <laughs> it might it might not be his most optimal. Like it might not yeah. be most optimal for him to 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 stick around and endure and and grow through that. But I'm about to push back. Go ahead. <laughs> I would argue that. Him not enduring is the reason why the Lakers are where they are right now. 
him not enduring through Cleveland and Miami in the past is why the Especially, Lakers right. Yeah, because, again, LeBron likes to come in there. He don't like young guys. He doesn't. He's never liked playing with younger guys. He's always liked to play with veterans. So now you you don't mess around. You got the oldest team in the league, and your one young guy hurt again. So now you got to play with young guys, and because you don't have, you didn't endure the pains that come with playing with younger guys. Now you now you put yourself in a situation where you and you're nineteen and you got to carry the team for twenty games. To, mm. Just to get in the playoffs, mm. instead of saying, you know what, let me make this, let me make this work with Kyrie for longer than. Again, may, maybe Kyrie isn't the right superstar, but let me get a younger superstar, and let me work with him in Miami. Let's not trade the draft picks in Miami. Let's not trade the draft picks in Cleveland for the veteran. Right? Maybe maybe we should have kept Wiggins. Instead of go getting K-Love. Mm. Now, it turned into a championship, so nobody's going to say anything. But those things where it's like the leadership qualities that come with, okay, there's a generation gap. So I know that Anthony Davis is not going to be in here spending a million dollars on his body. So how do, I, how do I get him to come work out with me in the summer? Like those, those little leadership, the small little leadership things that LeBron is not showing now. He had a chance to improve upon had he endured the way that Giannis endured in, in Milwaukee. So now Giannis can go play with anybody now. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, I went through five years of playoff loss after playoff loss after playoff loss, and, and I got we built the team around me. We we didn't trade all our draft picks, right? We made the trade that we needed to make to go get Drew Holiday. Now now we're here, and, and Giannis throughout it all is, again, Giannis takes radical responsibility. Now he's getting better. Now he can turn around fadeaways. Mm. Now he's starting to hit threes a little bit better. Now he's starting to hit free throws a little bit better because it's like I'm not leaving, even though I had a chance to. Giannis could have definitely been in L.A. this year, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, I'm not leaving. So, you know, I look at it where endurance, endurance is one of the one of the I think it's one of the pillars of growth. Because you you get those little those little marginal things that don't matter until they matter. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Attitude doesn't matter until it matters. Mm-hmm. And that can only be sharpened with endurance. With there's not another option here. Right? And strategic thinking doesn't matter until it matters. Right? Okay, the strategy don't work, but we we can't we can't retreat. We gotta come up with a strategy right now. Mm. So, um, I mean, I think I think having I mean now is having options always a detriment to growth? No. Right. I don't think it's always. Right, because again, it depends on what you're trying to grow. Hmm. Trying to grow your income. Having options, they call it leverage. Mm. Right, supply, supply, and demand. Like the more options you got, the higher price you can charge. Right. Mm. So you know, but if you're trying to grow personally, 
having options having options to me that there's there's very little times where personal growth having options is isn't a detriment to your overall right. growth. Mm. So you may have to separate it between tangible and intangible. And so the, the intangibles is where having options is a detriment. 90% going to stunt your growth. Yeah. Mm, okay. I can, yeah. I, yeah I, <laughs> I agree with that as well. Like, I agree with that, yeah. Now, is there a, is there a limit on options, though? Like, are we saying, okay, if you have two options, right, you want to, you want to, if you want to take a personal development program or not, just having that option, is that stunting your growth? A little confused. I'm a little confused. On the question? Yeah. No, I'm saying is, it's like, is there, is there like a, a cutoff number where it's like, once you get past, you know, they have like a paralysis by analysis, right? Like uh-huh. after a certain number of options, there's so many options that you never make a decision. Mm. Like, is that the same thing with, with personal growth? If we're talking about intangible growth, having options the detriment, like having two options the detriment, having three options, like with more options, is it a bigger detriment? Right. Mm. I guess that's why I'm asking. Well, yeah, when the concept of paralysis by analysis, yeah, okay. I think you know because I don't, I, and it might it might start at three, mm. or two is. I don't even know if yeah two two isn't. I don't think two is 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 a detriment. Right, I don't think it's gonna stunt that's you. What, yeah, that's yeah. what that's how I was getting. At. But when you yeah, I think once you get above two, you start to get into paralysis by analysis and the indecision to. The indecision, um, the indecisiveness is, yeah, detrimental to to any you know sort of growth that could come out of whatever the situation is. Um, nah, see, cause, cause then, so then why? Then I ask you this question. That's, so then why? Why do do most people, especially in America and Western culture, like to operate in the shades of gray, so to speak? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, they always say, oh, the world is not black and white. And, you know, I've always pushed back on that. Like, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Right? All shades of gray are are just, in different scenarios, it's still black or white. You just keep coming up with scenarios. Um, but if you want to grow, then I guess what we're saying is you should eliminate as much gray area from your life as possible because the gray area equals more options. More options equals paralysis by analysis, which equals less growth. Well, I think there's a comfort in paralysis by analysis. I think there's a comfort in not having to to make it black and white or not having to make a make the choice. That seems like a paradox. Cause I, I agree with what you're saying. I can understand what you're saying, but it seems like the more options you get, the more comfort you have. That seems like a paradox where you would want it to be laid out as either this or this. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So. Because once it becomes either this or this, mm. once it becomes that, and then the decision has to be and made. And then the decision has to be made. And right. once a decision is made, you got to stick with you it. You got to stick, you got to perform, and you got to, mm. we got to see fruit results. Right. And so the more I can make it great, Mm, the more, the more quote unquote research I got to do. The more research I can do. The, the more, more pros do. and cons I got to weigh right. and all that. Mm. And I and I delay, prolong, mm. the decision. Yes. And so, even though I'm like, well, you might not even really be experiencing more comfort with all of those decisions. It may just be a delusional type of comfort, like. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm really stressing out about. All of these options that I have, mm-hmm. but because I don't, because I'm, you know, I'm doing the research and and I'm, you know, checking all my boxes, making sure like I'm comfortable doing that instead of just saying, okay, here we go, I'm going here and this is what I'm doing. The the opposite of that is more comfortable. I I think. Well, I think it may not be more comfortable. I think it's the lesser of two evils for a lot of people. Mm. Mm. I think people would, because people are so afraid of being wrong, the longer I can go without making a decision, mm. I don't have to be put on the spot and be wrong for the decision I Absolutely. made. Right? So they don't, you know, they, don't, they don't care about failing fast. They don't want to fail at all. Right. So they just like, man, look. If I if I if I make it seem like I have all of these options available, then you know not only will nobody hold me accountable because I haven't made a decision, but I won't be wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know, but that again, that's that's what separates that's what separates people, right? Like, make a decision, stick with it. You want to do this, do it, and do it like your life depends on it. And then if it don't work, again, you can walk away. Right. Like, hey, it didn't work. All right. So now I'm going to do something else. Because, again, even though I, I endured it and it ended up not working, there's still ancillary fruit. Mm-hmm. There's still growth. Mm-hmm. So now you become more mature when you make the next decision. Now you got a bigger database to right. pull from. So, so intangibly having options is a detriment to growth. Tangibly... It's a little bit more. It's a little bit, a little bit more iffy, right? 